You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 271, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. Now, my guest today says, raising children is not a child's play, but you can make it fun by finding the child in you. And joining me all the way from Nigeria today is Oluwatu Yin Ongonkami. I'm very sorry about that. It's such a beautiful name. So we have been given permission to call her Toyin today. So she is a psychologist, a family life practitioner, and a married mother of three. She is a pre-teen children church teacher. So can say that she has almost... 40 extra children. Now, she is the founder of Gleekin School Uniforms and Accessory Store, as well as Parenting Support System, which offers coaching and training and workshop helpline and parenting groups. Now, on today's show, she's going to share depending on God completely for everything. The moment you take your focus off Him, you tend to lose momentum. Do not depend on your abilities, your connections, or intellect, but look up to Him. She's also going to talk about connecting with your children so that you can correct effectively, as well as she's going to share her story of how she used to be a yeller and how she stopped and the impact, of course, that that had. So welcome to the show, Toyin. Thank you very much, Annie Maria, for having me here. So my name is Oluwa Toyin Ogunkomi. Oluwa Toyin simply means um, praise. God is worthy to be praised. Wow. That's what Oluwatoi means. God is worthy to be praised. Isn't that beautiful? So thank you for having me here. Thank you. It's really an honor to be here, to be a guest from Nigeria. Yes. And um, I'm just excited to wow. be here. <laughs> you know, um, when you mentioned that this morning, uh, Nigeria has a very special place in, in my family's heart because one of my brothers and his wife and family were missionaries for many, many years in Nigeria. And he has uh, so many, you know, incredible stories of people who came through faith. And um, yeah, the the people there have such, uh, yeah, loving open hearts. And then it was certainly, uh, you know, pleasure and honor that he got to share the message in that uh, country very many many years ago so but i'm really glad to feature you what you're talking about today i think is very important you know sometimes as christian entrepreneurs we we're also juggling business and family and sometimes and i look at myself too there are times where we do feel a little bit stressed got a lot on our plates and then children can be quite demanding in their requirements (laughs) and you know honoring I guess parenting in a way and disciplining in a way that's honoring to him is also a a really important thing that we're going to talk about that today but let's dive into one of the things you wanted to share and that was around depending on God completely for everything share us a little bit why is that important to you and you might have some examples of when you did how you really saw him move through your life and business (laughs) okay thank you for that um intro 
I actually grew up in a Christian home, and I've been a Christian all my life. But my work with God, my intimate work with God, started after I left the university. And immediately I left the university, I got a job almost immediately. I didn't have to wait for any job. And he has been so, so faithful to me in, in everything I do, all my steps, getting married, having children, going to work, starting my business, and even the new calling he's given to me, being a parenting educator and a family life um, practitioner. And I see that in every area of your life, or of anyone's life, all we need to do is just to depend on him. Like my mantra is Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, which says that we should trust in the Lord with all our mind. We should not lean on our own understanding. And we should acknowledge him in all our ways, and he will direct our path straight. And that has been like my guiding motto in life. Everything I want to do, I try to trust on God, even in at times when things might be difficult. But I know that the moment I depend on him, the moment I put my focus on him, I tend to get things done. Is it in my business? There are times that I will need to do certain things in business. And all I need to do is just to go him, seek him. And he's always there to give me the right answer. He's always there to direct my path. And he has been ordering my path all these years. So that's why I say the first thing anyone needs to do mm. in starting a business, in starting a career, in having children, going to school, anything you want to do, you need to learn how to depend on God. Mm. The process of you depending and trusting on God, He would always direct your path straight. Yes. Such an important message and one that I think we all need to be reminded of, particularly as Christian entrepreneurs, because I know one of the things we often hear in the media and just a worldly principle is independence. How independence is something that we should aspire to and admire in others. Yet as, as Christians, we're told not to depend on our own understanding, but rather on, yes. on the Lord. And I think it can be difficult, particularly when we're just starting off. And I say that for myself too, because I'm quite independent. You know, if I've got an idea and I think about the steps that I want to take and then hang on a minute, uh, you know, I need to commit this to the Lord first. So what would you say were some of the things that you did? I mean, was that always easy for you or did you find that it was something that you needed to go back to, to the point where you now, obviously, immediately you have an idea, you bring it to the Lord in prayer. But take us back to the time where maybe you were transitioning to, to take that independence and really depend more on him. What was happening for you and what did you find really helped? Okay. Okay, let me, let me I'm going to give different instances in my life. Um, when I got married, I was working in Lagos. Lagos is in Nigeria. Myself and my husband were both working in Lagos. Then he got a promotion to Abuja. So I still stayed behind. At that time, we already had two children. I stayed behind in, uh, in Lagos to seek a transfer to Abuja. When the process of getting the transfer, time was going on. I spent like two, three Almost three months after we have decided to move to Abuja, I couldn't get to transfer. So there was this particular time I just had to go to him. I was like, God, what can I do? I need to be with my family. I can't live apart from my husband. I need to be with him. And at that point in time, I just heard, take leave of absence. 
So I took leave of absence from where I was working. I relocated to Abuja. I took one month leave of absence. I relocated to Abuja. The day I dropped my letter for leave of absence, I got a call from a friend that said, oh, I heard you want to move to Abuja. My sister or my cousin, she's recruiting for people in, in Abuja. Do you want to join the organization? I was like, wow, really? <laughs> I, I sent in my CV and I moved to Abuja. Wow. While waiting, within that one month of <laughs> trying to um, get a transfer, I got three job offers. Wow. I got Amazing. two in a bank and I got one in another company. So I eventually took one and I tendered my resignation in the other organization that I couldn't get the transfer from. So if I'd actually waited, if I was still waiting for the transfer, yes. I might not have gotten the job mm. opportunities I got in Abuja. Mm. And within a space of one month, I got three jobs. <laughs> so that's one of that's an example of trusting God ah. for your needs and just leaning on him and you would order your steps. Then another example I like to give was when I left banking. I used to work in the bank for almost 10 years in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So by the time I left banking, I left banking because I just got tired of banking. And I didn't know what next to do. So I was like, okay, let me resign. Let me stay with my children. I would um, raise them. And thank God I did that. Because within that period I stayed back, that was a stay-at-home mom. I saw a lot of lapses. Mm -hmm. I realized that I was not training them the way God wanted me to raise them. I'd outsourced my responsibility to the housekeeper. And I was just working, working, working. So within those few years that I was at home with my children, I was able to raise them well. Mm -hmm. I was able to set standards for them. I was able to feed them better. And I was deliberate as a mother. Mm -hmm. And the good thing about it was that my, when my son applied for a school, for a secondary education, his high school, he got a scholarship. And that's another testimony on its own. <laughs> because we actually prayed for that too. Mm -hmm. And God just opened the doors and everything just worked for our good. Mm -hmm. So depending on God is really, really important. Now, coming to my business, I'm going to talk about my business. I run three businesses in Nigeria. Mm. I run uh, Glicking International Limited. I run Glicking School Uniform Stores. And I run Creating Support System. Now, for the Glicking International Limited, I do supplies to large corporate organizations, stationary supplies, and office equipment. Then, so, uh, for this Glicking School Uniforms, I do supplies to schools. I supply them school uniforms and accessories. And I also retail other accessories to parents. While the parenting support system has to do purely with parents, um, being able to create the awareness in parents to let them know that they need to be deliberate in raising their children. Mm. Most times we just assume that we are doing the right thing, but in the real sense, we're just living our lives on autopilot. Mm. And God does not want that for parents. God wants us to raise our children. We need to be deliberate. And what made me start the parental support system? While going on a business trip for my school uniform store, I went to Turkey. While in Turkey, I was reading the Bible. I decided to turn the um, business trip into a personal retreat between yeah. myself as just a spiritual retreat to wait upon God, to wait upon Him, read the Bible, and pray. 
And I got the word Genesis 18, 19, because I was asking God questions that, why is it that in the Bible you have some kings serving God and you have their children not serving God and was going on like that. So you now took me to Genesis 18, 19 that stated that he was actually vouching for Abraham. He said, Abraham, I know that he will raise his children and he will teach them according to the words of God and they'll be righteous and they'll live a just life. Mm. And not only Abraham, God also said Abraham's children and his household meaning that Abraham had the responsibility to raise his own children and to also raise every other person in his house according to God. And that was where I got the rema for the parental support system, that we need to create that awareness in parents that they need to be deliberate mm. in raising their children. We should not just leave their children to the house help, to the driver, or to the school. And I tell parents that anything you've not taught your child at home, Nobody outside will teach them. The school is to reinforce whatever values you've trained or you've instilled in your children. So so those are the areas God has really helped me in. I love that. Thank you for sharing those examples. And, you know, one of the things that became very apparent as you were sharing them is that you took that step in faith and in real trust. And then the answer appeared. And so often God's waiting for us to see what are we going to do? Are we going to trust more in ourselves or listen to the anxious and worry and follow that path? Or are we going to say, Lord, I have no idea what I'm going to do, but I trust that you know what I need to do and you will show me in your good timing. And then, as you said, in a month, you had three job offers where previously you were trying on your own. And that was just one example. Yes. And then with your son and, of course, the the projection or the, the, the pathway, if you will, of your businesses and now supporting others. Yes. So let's talk a little bit because I, I know that that's a real passion of, of yours. And you say that connecting with your children so that you can correct effectively. You've already shared it's, it's important for us as parents to be, be very um there to be there you know teaching value you know our core values and things like that but so what are some of the things you want to share some insights around connecting with our children okay when i say this most times we tend to correct our children out of frustration not out of connection Mm -hmm. and it's very important that we connect with our children emotionally in the process of connecting with them emotionally, they tend to trust us. They tend to know that, oh, mommy's got my back, daddy's got my back. I know that anything I tell mommy, mommy would always be there for me. Mm. And when we don't connect with them emotionally, they tend to look for somebody else to connect with. Mm. And it would be so bad if they connect with the wrong person out there. Children are, they're like sponge. Sponges, they absorb a lot of things they see. And another thing I tell parents that see, you are the first role model, you are the first teacher God has given to these children. So anything you say and you're not doing, mm-hmm. forget it. Your child will not pick it. It yes. is what you're doing, your child will pick. So we need to connect emotionally. Connecting emotionally means you are there physically and emotionally. It's not that your child is talking to you, you're busy on the phone, you're busy on the laptop, you're busy doing something else. We need to connect. We need to be there emotionally and physically. Our children need to know that we are there for them. Mm. And then another area about connecting with the children emotionally. I have had cases of parents saying, talking about child abuse, that they've, there's a particular case about a girl 
that was being abused by her cousin, but she couldn't tell her parents because she was not emotionally connected with them. She, the mom was always yelling at her. The, parent, the father was busy at his work and all that. But the girl could not speak to the parents about this. But thank God that the abuse did not go for a very long time. She was able, her parents were able to take her away from that environment. Mm. Now, if the parents were connected to this child emotionally, the moment the child, the other person started the abuse or was about to start the abuse, the child would have spoken to the mom and said, Mom, I noticed my cousin is doing acting for me. What should I do? And the mother would have sensed that, oh, this boy really wants to do something and would have either stopped it or addressed the issue. Mm -hmm. By this evening, while talking my daughter to bed, she asked me a question. I have an eight-year-old daughter. Mm -hmm. And she said, Mommy, that I've been teaching her about sex education. And she said that when we sleep, we're unconscious. <laughs> I said, yes. She goes, what if somebody touches my body while I sleep? <laughs> and I said, it won't happen because that's why I'm here to protect mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have that connection with your child, your child will be able to ask you certain questions. Yeah. And the thing about children asking questions is that they ask questions because they need to know. The asking question is not an um, interest to your own schedule. Mm -hmm. You need to stop and answer them. Yes. Because if you don't give them the right answer, they can actually go out there, meet someone that has the wrong answer, Mm -hmm. And would person will give them the wrong answer, or the person might actually even show them if it's something that has to do with sex. Yeah. So the person will, okay, you want to know about sex? Let me show you what sex is all about. Yeah. So for parents, you need to be there physically and emotionally with your child. You need to be there at every developmental stage. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to give them the right advice. You need to train them. You need to guide them. And you need to equip them with the, the right tools. Yes. So, so true. I love how you've shared that. And I think, you know, creating an environment where our children feel safe to bring anything. And even, and we're going to talk in a moment of how you used to be a yeller, how we respond to children, even if we know uh, and get a little bit fearful of what they're telling us, how we approach them is going to very much impact whether they take on board what we say or whether they go, well, she's just get, or he's just getting angry again. I'm just going to go talk to someone else. So share your story. You said you used to be a, a yeller. However, you stopped. Oh yes. <laughs> okay. I when I got married, <laughs> I was actually I'm actually a soft spoken person, and um, I, I never imagined I would end up being the parent of a screaming or shouting at my child. But unfortunately, due to past parenting pattern, my mom was one. Mm. I got married. I had my first son, who happened to be a strong-willed child. Mm. And I had not gone through any parenting training. I didn't know how to handle a strong-willed child. My son is the type of person who tells sit, he would want to stand. You tell him to stand, he would want to sit. You tell him, don't do this, that is what he would do. Mm. So I actually became frustrated. And the only way that I knew to mm. discipline him was to shout, will you stop doing that? Will you stop? I just, mm. I was always shouting and screaming. And it became so unfortunate that I started raising the siblings like that. Mm. And by the time I realized that my children, whenever they want to talk, whenever they want to interact, whenever they want to settle any um, quarrel within themselves, 
they shout too, they yell too. And there was a particular incident that I was calling my son. He was just next to and he rushed into the room. He said, well, what is the problem? What's the problem? I said, nothing. I was just calling. He said, but why were you shouting? Mm -hmm. I was like, was I shouting? He said, yeah, you were shouting. I was so scared. I thought something had happened to you. I was like, nothing happened to me. I just was calling you. At that point in time, I realized that, okay, so that means the tone of our voice in the home had gone high. Yes. That means we had to reduce our tone in the house, and we had to do a lot of things to stop the yelling. And the first thing I did was I had to go for training. I had to go for emotional intelligence training. I had to go for handle management training. And I had to go for parenting training to become a better parent. Because mm -hmm. at that point in time, I just realized that I was not... And the reason why I, I would say I was yelling was I had deadlines from the office. Oh. I, had, um, I had to take care of the children. So my work-life balance was not it at all at mm -hmm. that point in time. So by the time I left work, I had time for myself. I had time for the children. I was able to go for all the certification. And in the process, I learned how to manage my emotion better. I learned how to do more of connecting and discipline not punishing because there's actually a difference between punishing your child and disciplining your child most times we tend to punish our children mm -hmm. we don't discipline them and in the process of punishing your child you're either inflicting emotional pain or physical pain into them onto mm -hmm. them yeah so. thank you for sharing that it's it's so uh, so it's so important, I think, because by disciplining them, we actually empower them and give them the skills to be able to self-correct later. Whereas often when we punish children, there is this negative reward, if you will. And when that is not there and no one is around to check in, in on them, then often they will go and do yes. that out of retaliation, isn't yes. it? It's just something built yes. in. But you know what? I think nurturing um, a, a strong-willed child I think that they've driven into them or even knitted into them is someone who's a change maker, someone who will question authority. Why is oh, this right? Yes. It's a real gift <laughs> if nurtured in, a, in the right way. It's oh. just if you are a parent of a child like that, because I have I have a few of them myself. <laughs> I have to say I my husband three of and them. I are both I actually have three of them in my home. My three <laughs> children are also strong with children. And I so in the process of actually learning, I realized that God created strong willed children for them to be change makers. Yes. All the people in the Bible that actually um, God used yeah. to create change in the Bible, they're all strong with yeah. people. Yeah. Someone like David, someone like Paul, Paul from Saul to Paul. Yeah. That was a very good example of a strong good person. Yes. And for God to use them, God most times used the strong with children or people to create change. And they're actually world leaders. That's mm. one thing I know. So initially, I didn't know all this. I, to me, I had labeled my son wrongly. I had called him naughty, yeah. the troublemaker, and all that. But I thank God that in the process of learning, in the process of going to God, mm. I began to see the reason why God created them yeah. the way he created them. And I tell parents that every child God has given to you is unique. Yes. And you need to treat them as that unique individual. God has created every child for a purpose and for a reason. Your, your, your duty as a parent is to discover the potential of your child, mm -hmm. create an enabling environment for that potential to be expressed. To be nurtured and expressed, absolutely. Toyin, how can people find out more about your businesses and connect with you? What's the best way? Okay, 
I have a website. My website is oluwatoyinogunkomi.com. <laughs> I guess we have to type that out. Yes. I'm on Instagram. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm on Instagram as oluwatoyinogunkomi. I'm on Facebook as oluwatoyinogunkomi. Then I'm on Twitter as ttogunkomi. So those are my social media handles. Mm -hmm. And if you want to send me an email, you can send an email to oluwatoyin at oluwatoyinogunkomi.com. Fantastic. And yes, Thank we'll put you. all of the and links on our show notes. And that is at ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE271. And then you can click through on those and uh, get in contact with her. One of the things I'm doing for all of my guests is to just finish the show with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today, Toyin? Oh, yes, I would love that. Thank pray. you very much. <laughs> Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Toyin today and be reminded of the importance of leaning on you, Father, of not doing what the world says and being independent, uh, but rather depending on you, trusting in you and asking the Holy Spirit to grow our faith so that every single decision we make when, when we have ideas and plans, that we bring them forward to you, Father, and uh, ask for your guidance and, and your will and direction. Father God, we just want to uphold Toyin in our prayers. Will you continue to bless her family? Okay. Will you continue to bless her business? Will you continue to bless the children and the families Amen. that are um, coming to Amen. her programs Amen. and learning how to, to connect with their children, create nurturing environments that allow each child that's uniquely uh, woven in the, their mother's wombs, that the gifts and talents that you've blessed them with, Lord, come to fruition and that they can become men and women of God, sharing your message and honouring you in every way as well. Father, we just want to ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Toya, Thank for you. the wonderful work you are doing for empowering our young because our young are the future and, uh, you know, for developing and nurturing the future change makers and your children and obviously the change makers that are coming through your program as well and your, your services and, and your business. So thank you for all that you do. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.